Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 24th of June. New South Wales health authorities are warning flu and COVID cases will skyrocket over the next few weeks. The health department says new Omicron variants BA4 and BA5 will soon become the dominant strains, adding people who have already had COVID can get reinfected. It comes as Queensland records 26,000 influenza cases this year, four times the average number of infections. Queensland's Chief Health Officer, Dr John Gerard, telling Channel 9 people who have the flu, like COVID, need to stay at home if they're unwell and practice good hygiene. The days of going to work stoically, coughing and sneezing with a sore throat and fever because you're a, a good soldier, those days are gone. Meantime, the number of mass COVID testing and vaccination sites across Victoria will start being scaled back from next week. 27 state-run vaccination centres will close at the end of the month, leaving just 12 remaining across the state. Staying in Victoria and there's a major shake-up for the Andrews government with a number of key ministers resigning. The Health Minister and Deputy Premier are among those expected to step down today. It comes ahead of the state election in November. Overseas now on a major milestone overnight with the EU granting candidate status to Ukraine and Moldova amid the Russian invasion. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has taken to Twitter calling it a unique and historic moment. While Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he would still like to meet with Mr Zelensky in person after being invited earlier this month. He's told the ABC they're awaiting advice. We're getting national security advice uh, on that. Uh, we don't want to uh, cause a circumstance whereby there, there's risk to Australian personnel uh, by, uh, by undertaking such a visit. Back home now and leading health groups are urging government leaders to take a unified approach to tackle the rise of young people vaping. A three-point reform plan has been put forward, including calls for e-cigarettes to become prescription only for those trying to quit, for more to be done to tackle illegal imports and for tobacco-free versions to be banned altogether. The Cancer Council's Libby Jardine says it's clear a lot of what's on the market is not targeting adults. So many e-cigarette products were made for kids and are marketed straight at kids. And so this is a this is a huge concern um, to the Cancer Council. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA in a scathing parliamentary report into sexual harassment in WA's fly-in, fly-out industry has been handed down. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. The 144-page report was tabled in state parliament, including 79 findings and 24 recommendations. The inquiry started to hear evidence in July last year from survivors and leaders in the sector. Among the recommendations is a workers register to prevent perpetrators from job hopping. The report also recommended the government consider establishing a forum to hear and document the experiences of victims of historical workplace sexual harassment. The inquiry also heard from almost 260 complainants, along with executives from our major mining companies. Minister for Women Simone McGurk says the findings are shocking, but sadly not surprising. Sexual assault generally and sexual um, uh, harassment is an issue uh, for 
for too many women. And we want to join with industry and the community to understanding these issues and how they present, as well as um, doing everything we can to stamp them out. To Queensland now, and a proposal to introduce a tourist tax is being considered by the state government. As our reporter Amy Drew explains from Brisbane, the plan has been met with mixed reviews. Yes, Tash. So the state's tourism industry reference panel are behind the push, proposing two new taxes as part of a 10-year tourism plan. The first would be a visitor levy imposed by local governments, and the second would introduce a fee to visit national parks and protected areas. That cash would then be reinvested in natural attractions and tourism marketing for the state. The report references a similar levy that's been imposed in one of Canada's top tourist areas, Whistler, over the past few decades, saying it's provided sustainable funding needed to promote, improve and enhance the small village. Queensland's Tourism Minister Sterling Hinchcliffe has welcomed the report, saying the government will consider all the recommendations. The state's peak tourism body, however, has expressed concerns with the plan, saying it needs more industry consultation. The head of Flight Centre agrees, saying the idea won't be popular with local tourism bodies. For the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now, we've talked so much about the huge price increases of many products and goods at the supermarket, but now new numbers have shown just how significant those increases have become. Tash, good morning. Yeah, a really, really... I mean, we know there's been a huge surge in inflation. That's not a surprise to anybody. But Woolworths and Coles, and Woolies in particular, is this story, have been adding meaningful numbers of stuff to their commercial teams just to deal with the amount of price increases that are coming through at the moment, they're seeing a pace of five times the normal rate of cost increases being proposed, and it's about uh, you know to triple the some some suppliers come back two or three times to actually get more price increases over and over and over again. As we see some of the costs come through from energy, from food, even from raw materials being manufactured overseas, it's just an absolute tidal wave of inflation. And those numbers really show, despite Woolies' best efforts to keep prices down for the rest of us, just how dire things have become for some of their suppliers. And we are going to have to brace for higher prices in the coming months. Yeah, everything is increasing at the moment, Scott. The other side of the story, of course, is wages and the peak union Mm. body, the ACTU, is pushing for more. But then there's also concerns that could then fuel further inflation. Man, and this this is a real challenge right now. It's it's a challenge we haven't had for the best part of, what, 40 years, really, since the early 1980s. It wasn't that long ago, by the way. Uh, It's a situation where, (laughs) at one point, the union is saying, well, look, you know, why... yeah, wages aren't going to lead to a wage price spiral. Uh, Sally McManus, the ACTU chief, kind of gave uh, Phil Lowe, the RBA governor, a bit of an OK Boomer response, you know, just get, get your head out of the clouds. This is not going to happen. At the same time, that's exactly what they're pushing for, which is across-the-board wage rises. So she's kind of saying, look, don't worry, it won't happen. We, the centralised bargaining system doesn't allow for across-the-board wages anymore. By the same token, everyone should have a pay rise. And so this is this is exactly the challenge for policymakers. The ACTU is right to fight its corner, of course. That's its job. Uh, employer bodies will be doing the same thing on the other side. And the challenge, I think, for, as I said, the RBA governor, for the government itself, for policymakers more broadly, is making sure they find the right path here. We don't want people being worse off, particularly lower paid people who simply can't absorb these price increases. They're the, the group I'm most concerned about. But as you rightly say... If we do see, well, when we see wage increases, businesses either have to absorb it, and some can, some can't, or pass it on. As soon as they do, 
that puts their prices up, which adds to the inflation problem. And that's exactly what the RBA governor is mindful of. That's why he said, look, three, three and a half percent might be about right, even though inflation will be double that this year, because we've got to be careful what we wish for. If we do see prices go up, we're paying higher prices next year and potentially the year after that. And that'd be terrible for us and for the economy. Yeah, incredible, Scott. You mentioned earlier the 80s were 40 years ago. Did you say 40 or four years ago? <laughs> let's all say. Let's, I'll, I'll, I'll let you just pretend. I, I like to I like to believe there was only yesterday. So of course. Well said. The best decade for music too, Tasha. Oh, Scott. indeed. Well said again. Not only guru <laughs> on the financial front, but also on the musical front. You have a great weekend. Thanks, Scott. And you. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> the sport now with Josh Conway. Josh, good morning. Is there a new number one contender in the AFL after last night's action? Yeah, it certainly looks that way, Tash. Melbourne claiming a big 64-point victory over Brisbane at the MCG last night in their top two showdown. The victory catapults the Ds to the top of the ladder, and for the Lions, incredibly, they're now without a win at the MCG since 2014. Jack Viney and Clayton Oliver were dominant in the midfield for the reigning Premiers, who snapped a three-game losing streak. D's coach Simon Goodwin praising his troops after weeks of intense scrutiny after some off-field drama. We started a few years ago for us when everyone was writing us off as a footy club and we're able to put the noise behind us then and it's the same now. Nothing's changed. On the Brisbane side of things, Lions mentor Chris Fagan labelled the sorry defeat out of character and it wasn't without casualty either, Tash. Key players Jared Lyons, Daniel Rich and Harris Andrews all struggled to play out the game with injury. To some NRL, the Blues and Maroons are over west ahead of Sunday's showdown at Optus Stadium. The Maroons will enjoy a day off today, while the Blues will continue to ramp up their own preparations. Jake Trebojevic has earned a recall in Sky Blue, and he said the Blues are expecting a fast game this weekend. They're all in great form, so I guess it's trying to like work with them, you know, see how they like us going about our business, how we can fit in with them, you know, because they're all in mm. great form. They've hardly lost all year, and well, hardly lost the last couple of years. So it's it's great seeing their confidence as well. And, sort of feeding off that. There's some big news for Broncos fans too. Adam Reynolds is set to return for next weekend's clash with North Queensland after recovering from a nasty rib injury and rising sensation Selwyn Cobbo is set to put pen to paper on a fresh contract with the Broncos. Get this, the deal reportedly set to earn him a $4 million contract, according to News Corp. And just to finish, another sport, Glenn Maxwell is in line to play his first test match in five years. The all-rounder has been added to the Aussie Test squad for the upcoming two-test series against Sri Lanka. The Victorian hasn't played a test since 2017, but has been brought in as cover with Travis Head and Ashton Agar, both under injury clouds. Thanks so much, Josh. And dramatic scenes at the World Swimming Championships this week with an heroic trainer diving into a pool to save an unconscious swimmer in Budapest. Anita Alvarez fainted during the final of the women's solo free event and sank to the bottom of the pool before being dragged out by her coach and another helper. Here's that terrifying moment on Eurovision Sports. Yeah, two people are in the pool. I mean, we obviously can't see the pictures at the moment, but they are getting her out. She put so much into that performance. You can see that now as they help Anita out of the pool. The Olympic athlete lost consciousness for two minutes, but she is okay and reportedly recovering well. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday.
Listener.